Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Today we have two guests to talk about a very important topic, suicide prevention in the construction industry. Both of these folks have been touched by this and both are very active in trying to work towards minimizing and eliminating this problem. One is John Gall. John was formerly with the Carpenters Joint Apprenticeship Program the other guest is Don Willie. Don is the business manager for Labor's Local 110. So, John and Don, thank you. Thank you, Len. Thanks for having us, Len. Appreciate it. So, tell me each individually, why are you taking your time to do this? Len, this is John. I've um, been in the industry for a little over 40 years and uh, retired uh, several months ago. And it's, it's no secret to, to people who know me that my family and I lost our oldest boy, John Jr., in March of 2017 to suicide. He was uh, a, a good kid, and um, it, it's, it's just a tragedy that most of us don't want to talk about. And we're not willing to talk about uh, for a specific issue of stigma. So with that being said, uh, I think it's important that if we are going to try to eliminate or solve this problem of suicide in in our nation, we're going to have to do something uh, together. There's when no you way say together, you mean labor management, owners, I everyone. Community, everyone, Len. There's, there's just no way that John Gall and or his family can can solve this problem. It's 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 not something I I would wish on my worst enemy. So, what we know is that suicide rates are increasing in this nation, and we know certain other things. and And I know we'll get to more facts and figures later on. But just in the fifty thousand foot view, we know that uh, mental health issues are on the rise, not only in this nation but in our industry. Likewise, with uh, that falls under that tent is opioid abuse. And I don't think you can separate these issues of mental health, opioid abuse, and or suicide. I think they're all interconnected. So I'll, I'll leave it at that and turn it over to Don for his viewpoint. So Don, tell me why you are taking your time to do this. It needs to be done, Lynn. I appreciate the AGC stepping out on this issue. This is affecting the construction industry as, as equally as the opioid epidemic, as John said, the mental health, substance abuse, and suicide are all related. I lost my son, Matthew, age 36, in uh, 2016, March 29th, to, uh, to an overdose after 15 years of heroin addiction. There was mental health issues that went along with that addiction 80% of the people 
dealing with uh, addiction have mental health issues. Mental health issues are directly re related to suicide. So as John said, they're all intertwined. And even if we're not dealing with this, whether it's uh, substance use disorder on the job site, you can imagine as, a, as an employee of one of your contractors and, and having to deal with this issue on the home front with a loved one, whether it's suicide or, or addiction, it can be very distracting and very uh, uh, unproductive uh, circumstance for that individual employee. As, as John said, this needs to be addressed by the community to, to, to solve this problem. Now, and education and awareness is the first step. Now, I sat in on one of your planning meetings and heard a lot of the facts and figures. I know Washington University is a partner in this and other, other institutions, but could you just share some of the details about why this is such an important issue for the industry in general. I understand Missouri ranks, unfortunately, pretty high in the number of suicides in the industry. Well, you caught both of us at the right time. We, we just came from a two-hour seminar on the topic, and so we have some of these figures that are pretty fresh. We now know that uh, there are, uh, from the 2017 data, that there were a million suicides worldwide. That basically equates to about one death for every 40 seconds. But another thing people need to take in consideration, there was at least one attempt every three seconds. When you boil that down just to the United States, there were more than 47,000 suicides, and uh, that equates to about 129 a day. And that basically even further distills down to about one every 11 minutes. We know that suicide affects both male and female. Attempts are, are often less successful with female because of the, the, the means. Uh, they often use pills and, and, and sometimes are saved. But with males, over 51% of them are often with gun violence. And so because that's uh, unfortunately a, a, a more severe method, the completion rate is, is, is higher for lack of better words. You're right, Missouri ranks 19th in the 50 states, so we're pretty high up there. In and of itself, the uh, suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the United States. So I think one of the important things we heard this morning at, 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 at our seminar is the fact that when there is a suicide, the, the ripple effect or whatever you want to call it, 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 it impacts at least six other survivors. And getting to Don's point, you know, from an employer standpoint, which is, you know, the nature of your business, they need to be aware that they're going to be tackling issues of absenteeism as well as presenteeism. I mean, you may physically have your employee there, but they're only physically there. They're not mentally there. And so uh, these are issues that I think are, are going to have to be dealt with. And as a side note, from my past, Len, I was doing a lot of recruiting and retention issues. And I think from an employer standpoint, from your contractor standpoint, I think what you all have to do is look down the future 10 years and say, what are we going to do now to avoid some of these issues that are coming up? Because who are two big pools that you are recruiting from? Uh, and we, you know, we're doing it with you. The unions are right side by side. We're going into ex-military. And yet we know that the, science, the brain scientists are telling us that 
there's in the next 10 years, there's going to be at least 300,000 veterans diagnosed with CTE, you know, with traumatic brain injuries. That's going to fall on your contractor's doorstep one of these days. How do you deal with those individuals? And, of course, another pool that we often, you know, get talent out of are college athletes. And we also know about CTE injuries, you know, that, that come with playing sports. So I know that's a lot of stuff I just threw on your table there, but I think that's what you're here about. What we're all here about is to try to look forward and say, what did we learn from the past and how, you know, how can we try to solve some of these problems? Don, why don't you talk about some of the things that the industry is doing to actively address this issue? So as, as the press release last week to, to make awareness to it and bring it to the public and, and just to bring it to the industry's awareness, uh, the, the campaign to have the toolbox talk, talking about mental health first aid on the job site, talking about uh, how to rock, recognize stress issues, uh, stress points for, for your employees and, 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 the, uh, and management. You know, construction industry is a very difficult transient industry and and our job is to work ourselves out of a job as quickly and safely as possible and and that puts a lot of stress into a family unit when you know when that everybody knows when a job's coming to in and what's going to happen who's you know so so the stress level just at the end of a job goes up and who's getting laid off first and how am I going to make that next mortgage payment and these are all going through the through all the trades people's minds and how do we become aware of that? Uh, the having that poker chip to 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 pass off to your fellow tradesmen and say, hey, let let's talk about it. You know, maybe not here on the job site. Maybe it's off the job. To have those posters on the job site, just to to let the workers know that the industry is aware of these issues of of the stress and mental illness, that things that go on, that there are resources out there to reach out to and talk to. Call the crisis hotline. Call the uh, the warm lines to to reach out and talk about thoughts of suicide and and to do that intervention. But it, it's re- it's education, recognition, and direct conversation with the people involved. And to me, this just says that you know, as as a tradesperson, that the industry cares. They're aware, whether I'm dealing with this or not. I will know somebody that's dealing with it or has dealt with it. And it just says the industry cares and they value the work we're doing. Now, John, if I'm listening to this and I want to figure out how this affects me, if I'm a craft worker, if I'm a superintendent or a job site manager, what do I do to recognize this or implement this in my company or in my firm? Well, I have to go back to something that Don said much earlier, and that is, I am deeply grateful that the AGC Missouri stepped out and, and is doing what they've done so far and what they continue to promise to do. And, and this is such a vital issue. The team that, that Matt Cowell and, and, uh, put together, and we met three or so times, uh, they did really a, a great amount of work to move this mountain in, in, in basically less than a month. So I'm very, very, very grateful for that. I have to tell you that um, this is a process. So the the event that Don mentioned earlier was 
the kickoff camp you know, of the campaign. So that that was just an event. This is a process that's going to go on for years. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping because I I don't know that you know this problem wasn't created overnight. We're not going to solve it overnight. But the bottom line is, it's great to have the support of management, you know, and reaching out to you know to the tradespeople. As we all know, most of the trades have have very good joint labor management training programs. I think that's a great place to start. Obviously, the toolbox talks is even a, a, a closer place to home for you all in management because you're directly on the job site with those safety professionals and the tradespeople. Be they white collar or blue collar on the job site, uh, this this hits everyone. You know how you eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? So I think the toolbox talks are a great way to introduce the topic, but I think there's a lot of follow up that needs to be done. And most people aren't aware of this, but I, I, what I'd like to offer is, is that they need to consider uh, the QPR training. And and maybe QPR a, yeah, is. Yeah, QPR stands, it's, it, think of CPR, you know, for, for physically saving someone's life. QPR actually, Q stands for question, uh, the P stands for persuade, and the R stands for refer. So this is a one-hour training program specifically geared towards suicide prevention. And this is for field staff, Everyone. professional staff, anybody. It, yes. it can benefit anybody in any walk of life. Any walk of life. This is not just for construction. Now, there are programs in other nations that are geared specifically uh, towards construction. Who knows? We may be leaning towards that. Where you got to crawl before you run, correct? So, mm -hmm. uh, in fact, a great one out there is, is uh, in Australia. It's called Mates in Construction. They refer to it as MIC. And it's a, it's a great program. I think we can emulate a lot of the neat stuff they've been doing for the past few years. And I, I think one of the things we can start out with is the QPR training. I, being a, a, a certified trainer, you know, you know, would offer my services to the industry to, to get this up and running. And, and I think the next step after that is, 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 like Don mentioned, mental health first aid. I think that's a bigger bite because that's an eight-hour training program. But... I think we need to put those things in place for those people who actually are, are desiring, you know, those types of trainings uh, in, in order to, number one, break down the stigma, but number two, how do you properly address someone who's in need? How do you identify what someone's in need? And when you do that, what do you do with it? That's why I think we, we crawl before we run and, and the QPR training would be right up that alley. Don, what are some of the specific things that Labor's Local 110 is doing to implement this in your folks who you represent? So we'll take the CHIP program, we'll take that social media and put it out on our social media. We're going we're gonna to partner with all that information, that education on the social media. Our local is a local of about 3,200 members, give or take, every month. Uh, in the last 18 months, we have had five suicides just within our, our local. It's terrible. So creating a climate of growing emotional intelligence around these issues is, is going to take more than a one-month campaign of suicide awareness. And again, I, I greatly appreciate the AGC taking the lead on this, but it has to start with the owners, the consumers, and it has to come all the way through to, to the workforce. And, and I think when that happens, it's going to take time, effort, 
and, and long-term commitment. But I think that raises the, uh, the emotional intelligence quotient, and I think it, it will provide benefits for the whole industry across the board, whether we're talking, I mean, the two biggest, th these are the, one of the two biggest crises in this country, addiction and mental illness tied with this, this suicide epidemic, construction is number one right there, the number one industry affected by both of these crises. So we got to deal with this because we're talking about saving lives. We save lives. We increase everybody's emotional intelligence and I guess sensitivity to what our industry creates in, just in the, in the work we do and the jobs we do. The outcome is, yeah, there'll be better margins, but we're going to be saving lives on top of that. We're in it with you. Uh, we've created uh, special programs for addiction with the laborers, and we'll also do an awareness. You know, we have mental health fairs, and we're also bringing in mental health awareness and trying to increase the, uh, the usage of that. In, in our in our welfare funds it's been a stigma you know we, for years we've had these health fairs and there's no been no table for a mental health provider or an addiction provider and so now we're bringing those in putting them out in front of the membership and this these are here this is your dollars use these services so and we need to reinforce that on the job site so together i think that's going to help give me some closing comments here gentlemen john what would you like to make sure that the folks who are listening to this do to actively address some solution to this? I honestly would love to see them approach this with an open mind and an open heart because you'll never understand the depths of this crisis until it impacts you personally. And I want you to have avoided that hurt. And so with that being said, I, I just am asking that your contractors, beyond the, the room of the people who, who sat on the committee, adopt and approach this epidemic the same way the people did inside that room. I was so impressed with, again, I'll use the word openness and honesty in that room. You would have never thought that there was a stigma by the people's responses uh, throughout the, 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 the committee meetings that we had. So, again, I, I think it's very important that if someone has a question and they don't, they're not comfortable approaching their solution in, in, a, in a group forum, then reach out to individuals. There are people within your organization who know other people who have some of the answers. They don't have all the answers, but... I know I, I, for one, would be at your beck and call on, on this most critical issue. So, again, just, just keep an open, open mind and open heart. Don, how about you, your closing thoughts on this? Silence kills. Whether you're a company owner, whether you're the uh, owner of a company consuming construction, whether it's your trade member working next to, speak up, say something, ask the tough questions, Embrace that awkward moment and, and reach out and pass that chip. Call the, uh, the resources on that poster on the job site. But silence kills, whether it's addiction, uh, mental health, and, and suicide. Speak out, speak up, and be proud of doing it. 
Well, I for one certainly appreciate, number one, the candor of both of you. Sorry for your individual losses, but also it's great to see the industry pulling together to actually work together towards a solution that can save lives in the future. So thanks to both of you. Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO in the iTunes Store or on Google Play. As always, you can visit us at agcmo.org for additional downloads and information. Thank you.